0: Hello, and thank you for listening to the Mathematics Teacher Educator Journal podcast. The Mathematics Teacher Educator Journal is co-sponsored by the Association of Mathematics Teacher Educators and the National Council of Teachers of Mathematics. My name is Ava Thanheiser, and today we're doing a little bit of a different podcast. Today I'm talking with Mike Steele and Kate Johnson, who, who will be or are the co-editors for MTE starting nowish, and they will explain. on this a little bit. Mike and Kate, can you briefly introduce yourselves?
1: Sure. Hi, everybody. My name is Mike Steele. I'm a program officer at the National Science Foundation in the Division of Research on Learning um, and a a visiting professor at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. Kate and I are the incoming editor team for MTE, uh, Mathematics Teacher Educator, and we're thrilled to be here today. Kate?
2: Um,
1: Yeah, I'm Kate Johnson. I'm at Brigham Young University, Associate Professor, and
2: I'm happy to be doing this uh, work with Mike. We've been We've known each other a long time and um, we have a long history there. And so we're excited to do this work together.
0: That's super exciting. I remember when MTE started and how exciting all of that was. And then the transition in editorships that happened in between and yeah, it's kind of cool. It's cool that you guys get to shape the journal a little bit and um Let's talk a little bit about the journal and what it means and how one gets to publish in there. So maybe let's start with what are the aims and scope of the MTE journal?
1: Well, I'll, I'll give the kind of the, the formal answer to that question and then a little bit more of the informal answer to that question. Um, So as is represented on MTE's website, the mission of mathematics teacher educator is to contribute to building a professional knowledge base for mathematics teacher educators that stems from develops and strengthens practitioner knowledge. Um, the, the, the impetus for the journal, um, and Ava, as you just mentioned, kind of remembering when this these conversations about this journal started, um, a little bit more than ten years ago, um, it was really focused on that there was not a place within our field to be able to talk about work, uh, practical work in mathematics teacher. Education. So, for example, if I did some teacher professional development and I wanted to share not just the results of that PD, but what are the materials I used? What were the design principles behind that? Um, What was I thinking when I put this together? Um, There wasn't really a, a forum in our space to do that. And so mathematics teacher educator was born uh, largely out of that need to have space to talk about um, both the outcomes of mathematics teacher education and the design and the practice of mathematics teacher education.
0: I remember, like, I couldn't wait for the journal to exist because there was like a bunch of papers that I had in mind that I wanted to submit. And I think, Mike, do I remember correctly that you were on the editorial board at the very beginning of the journal?
1: I wasn't on the editorial board but I was one of the inaugural reviewers um ah, okay. at 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 that particular moment in time the first editor peg smith um who was my academic advisor like I remember the conversations when I was a graduate student um or, around the journal that were happening literally just outside my office door um so one of the things that peg did was made sure that um, a bunch of us who'd worked closely with her, who'd been around those conversations. Um, she, she kind of positioned us to be um, a part of that first team of reviewers because um, starting a, a, a journal with a great, aim and scope is certainly one thing, but then you have to have behind it a, a thoughtful set of reviewers who are going to really understand that mission, who are going to give good feedback on on the submissions. So I think that's been a really important part of the journal from the start.
0: And I want to deconstruct a little bit. Um, when I asked you about the aims and the scope, can we use regular people language to... Um rephrase what you said from the website?
1: Sure. Um, so regular people language, uh, not not a skill I'm super good at. So Kate can jump in and save me um, on, on some of this as well, revoice my thoughts. Um, but really what the journal is designed to do is to tell us a little bit about a a tool and intervention and innovation and aspect of work that a mathematics teacher educator or a team of mathematics teacher educators does with teachers. Um, so, what's the design? What's the theory behind it? And what happened when we did it? Um, so it, it rises above just, there's this cool thing that I did in my methods course um, and teachers loved it. It was great um, so to be able to say, what's the evidence that this made an impact in the way that you were hoping for it to make an impact, or even in a way that you weren't hoping it for it to make an impact. We always like to be surprised. Um, and, and why should it matter? And, 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 and I think it, at the end of the day, being able to write something where another mathematics teacher educator can take up that idea and make use of it in their own practice.
2: Yeah, I think you did a pretty good job there, Mike. Um, despite your self-deprecation at the beginning of that. Um I think the the thing that's a little bit complicated about MTE as a journal, like just based on what people have sort of said, like through the grapevine or whatever, is is that this distinction between like there's a cool thing I did in my classroom. And then now I'm going to write a paper for MTE feels fuzzy for some people, I think. Um, and, and I think that, you know, as editors, like we can work to be more educative about like where those lines are. Um, and I think that's part of what we hope to do with the journal. Um, and I think there's been some great editorials, frankly, that have been published that helped to clarify that. And so like, some of the work, I think, for Mike and I is pointing people to those editorials, which like are not that long, you could totally read them yourselves, right, and um, help to develop a sense of like, where where that line is between like, there's this cool thing I did in my classroom, and then here's a here's the evidence for MTE that it was effective in my classroom, and that's not the same kind of like thing that I need to do if I'm going to write for Uh, some of the research-oriented journals like JMTE or JRME, which is Journal of Mathematics Teacher Education and Journal for Research on Mathematics Education.
0: Yeah, thanks for that. Um, There's also a writing tool, which is really helpful, on the MTE website that one could just download and kind of start filling in. Um, I I conceptualize MT a little bit like it's math teacher educators talking to math teacher educators about what they did, right? So Mm -hmm. I personally live in content courses in math departments, and there's a whole group of people who publish on that stuff. Mike mentioned methods. That's something that's like more commonly associated often with um, math teacher educators. There's also in-service professional development groups. There's all kinds of different groups. Uh, And the articles are um, addressing all of those. And I often take ideas that methods people published and move them into my content. So they also cross. And one of the nice things I think is, and I'm not sure if it always was, but right now I feel like the journal really focuses on there to be a takeaway thing I can implement in my classroom right away from each article, right? So like Ava tried this in her class, here is a worksheet you could give your students to try it, or here is a video you could use. So let me jump into the second question now that we clarified a little bit what the journal is about. Um, Each editor team, as we talked earlier, gets to um, have somewhat of a vision right, uh, of where to take the journal and what to do with the journal. So what are, for the two of you, your visions and priorities as you move in to be in May, right? To become the full soul editor team.
1: Yeah. And and I'll tell you, it's been delightful. We've had the opportunity to work now for close to a year um, with Karen Holabrance and Valerie Faulkner in understanding their vision, the places where they made progress with the journal, some of their aspirations that they weren't able to realize because we always have those. Um, When we were thinking about, some of our vision and some of our priorities. Uh, one of the things that I did is I went back to some of the roots of the journal. Um, one thing that I remember hearing Peg Smith talk about is envisioning the journal as a conversation where ideas would be put forward um, yeah activities, tools, interventions would be used. Um, And maybe years later, somebody would come back to one of those and talk about how they'd iterated it, how they built on it. It would be a connected conversation over time. And I think now as we're entering volume 10 of the journal and almost 10 years of MTE, we have this tremendous base of tools and interventions and innovations that have been documented. And we're really ready to start to advance that part of the work to say, let's make this a conversation. Let's go back to things that we've published rather than reinventing something new every single time um, and talk about kind of how they're connected, how we've innovated, how we've used those tools. Um, And I think alongside that, really pushing um, people to consider what are some innovative online features. MTE has been an online journal since its inception. Um, and it's always had, we've always had the opportunity as a part of that to publish video, to publish, um, ancillary materials that'll support people, um, in using some of these tools in their own practice. And I, I think we're really keen for the field to help us understand what's the next generation of that work. Um, what does 21st century, um, you know, interesting online features, ancillary materials that really support bringing the work to to life look like. Um, and then the uh, one one last thing I'll highlight. Um, is is actually this format right here? Um, so the MTE podcasts have been a tremendous tool for authors. And Ava, thank you for all the work that you've done um, on on this podcast. It's it's been such an asset. I've enjoyed listening to them um, as a reader of the journal. I've enjoyed listening to them doubly now as, uh, as an editor. Um, but I think thinking about how do we incorporate more interaction, more bi-directional feedback, I would love for podcast listeners to be sending us ideas of what you'd like to see in the journal, um, different ideas, different formats, um, and really making this more of a conversation over the next several years.
2: Um, I totally agree with everything that Mike has said. I think that something that's become increasingly important to me, and then therefore us, as I've like pushed it on us, um, as we've uh, started to be um, tutored into this, tutored into this work, is really building on the conception of um, thinking of authors and reviewers as humans that Valerie and Karen have really um, taking the lead on and, and perhaps like editors before them as well. Um, one thing I do remember is, uh, I was a brand new uh, assistant professor just as this journal was sort of taking, take, having its own legs. I was building my own legs. And so one of the very, very first reviews I ever did was for MTE, um, cause Peg invited me to do, to do that. And I wrote in the little box to the editor. Uh, this is like my first time. And so I don't know if you think my review is bad or something. You could let me know. And she wrote just a very kind email back about like what was good about my uh review. And it helped me to think to grow my confidence in being a reviewer and then also to think critically about what it means to be a reviewer. And and I think that then Mike and I want to build on the work that Karen and Valerie have done about like creating human relationships with authors. And also reviewers and making it an educative process, but also just a really humane process in terms of like, it can be really hard to get blinded reviews that say some harsh things about your work and, you know, trying to figure out how to make that a more humane process has been something I think we're, we're also uh, working on. That sounds fantastic. Um,
0: let me push one more thing before I move to the next question. Um, the world, as well as the field of mathematics, have shifted um, towards uh, more focus on equity uh, in general. Um, are is there anything that you guys are thinking about with respect to taking on this journal along those lines?
1: Absolutely. Um, I'm. I'm going to start with this team um, equity has been something that hasn't historically been at the center of my own work so as I was thinking about taking this on, I wanted to think about somebody who would push my own thinking who would help advance um, those ideas and really move that understanding forward and that's um, I, you know I, I I mentioned to Kate when we talked about this initially that that every list I made of people who I thought would be fabulous partners in pushing me in this work, um, Kate's name ended up at the top of those lists and not the least of which was um, because of her work on equity um, that would really push us forward. I think as an As an editorial team and and together with our editorial board, we're also looking at what voices are represented and welcomed in MTE, which ones haven't been historically, um, and how do we work on welcoming more of those voices. Um, and we're doing that some with thinking about how to expand our reviewer pool, because I think if you start to review for the journal, um, it's it's an easier on-ramp to think about how to write for the journal. Um, it's reaching out to people um, whose work hasn't been represented or whose demographics have not been well represented in the journal um, and inviting them to have conversations with us and and be a part of that work. Um, And our editorial board continues to meet and and talk about those issues. Um, We're also making sure that our descriptions of what's welcome in MTE are accommodating to those perspectives and spaces. So even down to like, what do we have written on the website that represents what an MTE manuscript um, should embody how, how is that communicating our priorities related to equity?
2: Yeah, equity is certainly um at the center of my work and has been. Um, and so I, I really am always thinking about things through that lens, I suppose. And so the, the journal is 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 no different than any any other thing in my life. Um and so <laughs> I, I've i appreciated the conversations that we've had with editorial board and, and together. And I think that um, I think one of the other things that I, I'd like to add to what Mike has said is that we're thinking really carefully about what kinds of equity work also get published, right? Um, because there's a lot of people, as you mentioned, like joining in equity work now. And so, thinking about the ways we support new folks to the uh, equity-focused research, but then also honor the long lineage of equity work that has been done in this field and also in adjacent fields um, that we really need to draw on and build from.
0: All right, so let's move to more practical advice. What tips and advice do you have for people who are considering submitting a manuscript?
1: Uh, ava i 'm so glad you mentioned the writing tool earlier that 's a, a great starting point for thinking about how to organize your thoughts um, and and one of the things that i 'll add to that is um, reach out to Kate and I um, and have a conversation about kind of what you 're thinking about. That can be exchanging some emails that can be a, a you know a, a, a zoom meeting where we kick around some ideas in, in real time. Um, we want great submissions for the journal and investing some time and energy up front in talking about what are you working on, listening to your thinking, being able to say, all right, here are the things I hear in that that might be of, of particular relevance and interest to an MTE audience, and here's how I might think about structuring those um, that would position a manuscript with, with a good chance of success. Um And Kate had mentioned the editorials. Um, I'll tell you as, as someone who's read a number of journals for a number of years, I think oftentimes we're very prone to just jump over the editorials and get to that article that's on that thing that we really wanted to learn about. Um, but don't sleep on the MTE editorials and you'll hear us talk about these. All the time in, in, you know, in some places, an editorial is just kind of let's draw together some of the themes of what's published in that issue. Um And, you know, sometimes our editorials do do some of that. But the, the ones that have been published are really about like, what does it mean to do this work of, of contributing to the knowledge base for mathematics teacher educators and to the published work of of mte and it comes they've come at it from a bunch of different angles um and and i think they're really incredibly helpful in getting people thinking about what does writing in this space look like
2: i totally agree about the editorials i mean they've been tremendously helpful in onboarding um both both of us i think but me for sure um into doing the doing the work um as well in terms of understanding the boundaries of the journal and and i think they're you know i don't think they're written for editors right like they're totally written for future authors and reviewers and so i i certainly think that um those so are
0: useful. if i don't know you guys um and i'm pretty new in math ed it might see seem a little scary to reach out with an idea. Um I maybe I liken this to reaching out to NSF when you have an idea and you've like where do I need to be in my process to talk to you? If I just have an idea, can I connect? Do I have to have something written? Um am I annoying you if I email you? So can you talk a little bit about how how to think about that from a more new math educator perspective, maybe.
1: It's, it's never too early. um, I I think to reach out with an idea, Um, if you're still in the process of figuring out even exactly what it is you want to write about, that's, that's actually the perfect time to talk about it, right? Because we can give some insights into kind of where, how you might shape that idea As you're working on it, rather than saying, I've got this manuscript written, does it fit? Um, Because sometimes the answer to that will be no. Like if if we're talking about things at the idea stage, there's a lot, there are many more degrees of freedom. Um, in in terms of, of how to reach us, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure we, um, we, we say at the end, the various ways to get in touch with us for sure. Um, and, and certainly there's, uh, you know, never a wrong time to email us and, and you're never going to be annoying us. Like I said, we, we want to see great work in the journal and we want to help people, take an idea from that idea stage to something that we ultimately publish. Um, if, if you'd like more of an interactive um, and perhaps a safety and numbers approach, um, w- all of we're, we're usually out and about at conferences and certainly at places like AMTE, we've had a tradition of having publication sessions and places where we can have informal discussions. Yeah, having just been um, in, in Las Vegas at, um, at the AMTE conference and uh, Kate and Karen joined us. Um, on, on Zoom as well that day to be able to, to uh, accommodate our hybrid audience as well. Um, you, you can come and chat with us about ideas informally in those math ed convening spaces that, that we're, we're getting back to for sure. Um, and, and Kate and I are, are, are just two humans. Um, so I know it may feel intimidating to reach out to somebody who's got a title like editor in front of their name but um, one of the reasons that we wanted to be on today is to say uh, we're just a couple of people who are really interested in hearing your ideas. Um, so please do reach out with them.
2: Yeah, so Mike said it's never too early. And I just also want to add, it's also not too late ever. Um, I today, literally today have a Zoom chat with somebody who um, had, had, had their manuscript rejected from the journal after a full... Full review, and we're going to chat about the feedback that they got and um, the things that we can learn to craft a new manuscript. And so, I think that you know, it's always it's always a good time to talk to us. Um, certainly, talk to people who also were at the idea stage. And at AMTE, we were able to talk to somebody who's like, "I'm I'm trying to work on my dissertation right now." So, like, also doesn't matter how new or old you are in the field. Um, we're just happy to have conversations with you. Um, and and honestly, that conversation with the person who's doing their dissertation, it was great because they were like, this is the kind of thing I'm studying. And we were like, OK, let's talk a little bit about what's the story you could tell to MTE, because certainly a dissertation, you have lots of stories you can tell to MTE or uh, JRME or like whatever, you know, other journals have different um. Spaces and stories you can tell there, but what's the story you want to tell in in MTE? And like, let's help you tell it.
0: So, I'm be I'm pretty well versed in MTE, but there seems to be something new that I'm not familiar with. Um, there's a new submission type called Perspectives on Practice. Can you talk a little bit about what that is?
1: We are so excited. About this new submission type, um, I, I think for a number of reasons. So, perspectives on practice is designed to be a short reflection um, and and kind of description of something that you've seen in an MTE piece that you have used or adapted on your own and talking about how did you use it? How did you adapt it? What happened when you did it? Um, So what we did is we identified three previously published MTE pieces, ones that have... Had a lot of readership, at least judging by the statistics we have available to us that have been out there for a while um, that have some ideas that we thought were particularly adaptable and and usable for mathematics teacher educators and We want to hear how people um, have have worked on them and these are designed to be short pieces um, they 'll appear when they're published along with a reprint of the original article, so people have both of those pieces that go together. Um, and we're really hoping for a diverse set of voices to come forward and share ideas about this work. So it goes to one of, I think, the fundamental questions of our field and certainly one of our fundamental questions, who counts as a mathematics teacher educator? Um, the the bulk of the folks... Um, who have their articles in previous issues of MTER? University-based um, mathematics teacher educators, like the crew that that we're having this conversation with right now, but MT is designed to to, to really speak to everybody who is a mathematics teacher educator. So, what does it look like for a district? Um, curriculum leader to take an idea that they see in MTE and do some professional development with their district using that idea and to hear what that was like. Those are the sorts of an example of the sorts of voices that that we'd like to hear um, in this work.
0: So let's make sure I understand this correctly. I can't just take any article and do this. It has to be one of those that you named
1: That's what we're starting with is is we listed a a set of three articles um, and we're interested to see what comes in with those. And we'll be changing up that rotation of articles over time. So once we get a few for this first call, we'll roll out another set of three. And if there's one that you don't see on the list that you're really interested in writing a perspective on practice about, we're interested in hearing about that too. Um, because we put, we put a handful of heads together to think about what are a good set to start with. Um, but, but certainly we didn't get every view under the sun. So there's things that we certainly have missed that people have used. And we're interested in hearing what you're interested in writing about next.
0: Excellent. So we talked a little bit already about how people can reach you, but let's summarize again, what are good ways to connect?
1: Emails, always a a great way to connect. Um, And I know everybody gets too much email these days. So if you email and you don't hear um, from one or both of us, you know, I always say, you know, send me another one, say, Hey, Hey, Mike, um, I sent you this. Could you please respond to it? Um, and, and we happily will. Cause like we said, we want to hear your ideas. We want to Get great work and diverse work published in MTE. So we're really interested in in having a conversation with you about it. If you'd like to have that conversation be more interactive, you make that first outreach saying, "Hey, can we schedule a thirty minute Zoom conversation to talk about um, your ideas?" So so that's always a place where um, where you can reach us. Are um, our email addresses, I believe are on the, the MTE website. I know NCTM who hosts that has been doing some, um, some work and some tidying on that website. So look for that to continue to evolve, um, in the next little while, but Mike at steelmathed.com is the best way and easiest way to reach me. Um, and, um, and, and I we, will add,
0: um, yeah. the emails to the show notes for the podcast as well.
1: Thanks. And I'll mention, you can also reach out to any of our editorial board members as well, who are all listed on, um, on the website. They're excellent resource. So if you see someone you know on that list, um, and that's a more comfortable first approach to reach out, go for it.
0: All right, I'll do my typical. Is there anything else you want to add before I wrap up?
1: I I, want to thank you again for all the fantastic work you've done on the podcast and for being open to hosting this conversation, because I think we really wanted to, um, to be able to share how we're thinking about the journal, to be able to invite people into these conversations. Um, it's um, it's an interesting process becoming an editor. There are a, a lot of parts of it that I had anticipated. There are a lot of parts of it that are interesting and surprising and are learning experiences for me along the way. Um, and I think Kate said it beautifully when you talked about humanizing um, the the process from submission to uh, a decision and thinking about the editorial process as more humane. And that's something that we're really trying to take um, to take to heart in, in the few years that we have the opportunity to have, um, to have some, some leadership of this journal.
2: And I'll just add like, for real, take us seriously when we say that you can reach out to us and have a conversation. Cause I mean, that's, that's kind of what we are all doing in this field. We want to talk to each other about ideas and work, and um you know, Mike and I are no different in that we'd We'd love to hear hear people's people's thoughts and share some of our own and you know maybe by the end of those conversations we'll be like, "Oh, stop talking to me right like <laughs> <laughs> but we are super excited to have uh continuing conversations with authors and reviewers and other folks interested in m t e
0: I do think when you're a new or a math educator, it feels very scary to do this. But really, I feel like everybody loves to talk to other math teacher educators. So it's almost like if they contact you, they're doing you a favor, right? Yeah, so
2: exactly. That's how I feel.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's I just wanted to make sure we talk about that so that people understand how that works. Well, yeah. Thank absolutely. you too so much for um sharing a little bit. I hope this'll make it a little bit easier for some people to brainstorm with you on ideas or submit something. And um To close out, for further information on this topic or other topics, you can find um, this podcast on the Math Teacher Educator website. Also, did you know that AMTE has another podcast, the Teaching Math Teaching Podcast? The Teaching Math Teaching Podcast contains conversations with math teacher educators in a variety of roles who share advice, expertise, and resources in order to form community of math teacher educator learning to teach math teachers better. For a link to the MTE podcast website, look in the show notes. This has been your host, Ava Thenheiser. Thank you and goodbye.